0: Welcome back to another edition of the 615 Sessions Podcast in sunny, scenic, beautiful, CMA Fest, thriving Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. Happy to have you guys in for another pod. So, supposed to be Corey Curtis and Teresa Walker. Corey couldn't get a Zoom right, so we got tea. And there's a lot to talk about coming out of minicamp. And we will get into Traylon Burks, Malik Willis, Caleb Farley, and everything in between. First, we've got to tell you about our friends, at Two Rivers Ford. Now, if you're in the market for your next car, whether that's new or pre-owned, Two Rivers Ford is the spot for you. Not only can you build your next Ford, your next new Ford at Two Rivers Ford the way I did with their Built for You program, you can get a certified blue Advantage Two Rivers Ford vehicle when it comes to pre-owned shopping. That's the kind of business that you want to be dealing with when it comes to pre-owned vehicles because you want to know that the vehicle that you're getting is going to be reliable, trustworthy, and function at a high level given that it's not a new vehicle. Two Rivers Ford is exactly the kind of place that you want to get your pre-owned vehicle because the certified blue Advantage Fords come with many guarantees that will make sure this vehicle continues to run at a reliable rate. Two Rivers Ford, their sales staff doesn't work on, non, on, doesn't work on commission, so you can ensure that we'll, there will be zero pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying process. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Let's get to Teresa. Welcome back to another edition of the 615 Sessions podcast. It's a beautiful day. It's CMA Fest week. I'm taking advantage of the weather. Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. Foolish sitting inside indoor podcasting today. It's a bad move out of UT.
1: Well, what can I say? Uh, some of us uh, had lots of work to do, and uh, my my desk is situated in my home office, and I would have to literally pick a few things up and head out. And some of us are really, really busy. Buck, I know you think you're the only one in the world who's working hard, but actually, some of us actually are slogging along in the uh, the business as well.
0: You you need uh, you need to let me live in this uh, in this world, Teresa, where I'm the hardest working person in my own opinion of my own self all of the time. I think you just got to give that to me. I don't get it. I don't get much else. The only thing I get is made fun of on the internet by you.
1: Hey, I, I, I did throw a little bit of a sop. I pointed out that all of us have a little bit of pandemic weight to lose. (laughs) So uh, I'm a little closer to my goal weight than you are, but uh, you know, it it, it is what it is. you know, I, and, and I have a reputation as one of the hardest working people in this entire state. So I have to maintain, you know, status quo as well.
0: I agree. I absolutely agree. Well, uh, given that we're discussing being in shape, we were, uh, I guess, I don't know, in the case of Titans fans, glad to find out that Traylon Burks, what he has been dealing with is not necessarily a Um, out-of-shape type situation, but, you know, what is completely understandable is the kid has asthma, and Rob Moore was kind enough to disclose that to us um, in ways that I'm sure the rest of his organization was not thrilled about, but it was still good to get that out of the way and just finally put this whole thing around Traylon Burks to rest for the meantime.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they were treating it like a state secret, you know, and it's like, I understand HIPAA. We've all signed the form at the doctor's office, but the fact of the matter is, It's asthma. Uh, Jerome Bettis got to the Hall of Fame dealing with asthma. My husband has asthma. And, oh, he's run a marathon in each of the 50 states. So, and D.C., I have to add that, of course. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a thing. And you come from Arkansas to Nashville. Yes, there's similar heat. There's similar pollen. But you know what? As somebody who's been in Nashville since the mid-80s, when you come to Nashville the first time, it hits different. I got I had allergies until I first moved to Nashville and within a month, boom, you would have thought that a Mack truck hit me and, and I've been run over by a truck in my life. So it's like, I know that <laughs> I can actually say that statement, long story another time, okay. but you know, yeah. So he, that's the thing. This, this isn't, you know, he had, he, guess what? He, first time at rookie mini camp, we all saw the inhaler. It's like, we kind of figured what was going on. I just don't understand why the Titans were hiding it. And Traylon Burks last week, it's like, young man, it's okay to say, sure, I got asthma. I got a little allergies, you know, but he was deferring to Mike Vrabel. And, you know, Vrabel's not going to give us anything. All he told us once we did ask about the asthma is like, we had a long medical history. So, you know, come on, guys. It's football. He's going to be okay. Just give him a little time to get everything in tune. Sometimes you got to tweak that asthma stuff with the medication. I'm just saying.
0: Sure. No, I, uh, I've never, having never experienced it, I defer to people, obviously, like your husband. I mean, hell, Kyle Pecco, who was on this team last year, he's playing defensive line for the Vegas Raiders. He had asthma and was still a productive player, though, not, you know, what I think people are hoping will at some point be a number one wide receiver. But there's plenty of time for all of those things to play out just to have some clarity and just closure on it, I think, is the biggest thing there. Outside of that, Teresa, you know, we're, done with OTAs mandatory minicamp availability has just come out for us on Tuesday and Wednesday. What, what other thing uh, besides Traylon Burks has kind of piqued your interest about seeing these rookies thrown into the, you know, thrown into drills at the same time as vets and just being full go. Is there another storyline that's kind of caught your attention?
1: Well, It's not so much a huge thing, but the fact that Caleb Farley and Robert Woods are out there, these guys tore ACLs last year, and we saw last year Taylor won. you know, and he told us a couple weeks ago that, you know, he struggled a year ago, he couldn't run at this time, and that he felt like he was struggling through the entire season, and, you know, Bud Dupree told us that pride got in his way, that he maybe came back a little earlier than he should have. And we're seeing Robert Woods who tore an ACL November 12th and Caleb Farley who tore his in the middle of October, that Buffalo Bills Monday night game. And they're on the field. Now granted, yellow non-contact jerseys, but they're doing individual drills. They're working through some of the passing drills, uh, the team stuff. And, you know, yes, the jersey says don't touch them. You know, God, we don't want to hurt anything. But no. it also says they're on, they're healthy enough to be on the field. Uh, Woods is working on his chemistry with uh, Ryan Tannehill, much needed with A.J. Brown in Philadelphia. And then, secondly, Caleb Farley, you know, a first round draft pick who they need to be on the field in a starting position. And he's doing everything physically and mentally that he can do at this point of the year to do just that. So, those are the two things that really, I mean, it's been tough to not notice those
0: two right I think those are plenty big enough stories I mean there's a lot of different things right I think people get distracted by eye candy of a new quarterback and and you know Traylon Burks or whatever the situation represents as a talking point but Farley and Woods as being you know the next two situations there outside of Dylan Raiden's and some questions on the offensive line still although it does seem like we've gained some clarity in that spot or at least at right tackle I mean, the Caleb Farley thing is is a massive deal because we're, we're looking at a situation, Teresa, where they don't have a lot of holes on defense. We're really that starting outside corner opposite Christian Fulton is really the only question that I think all of us have outside of can they be as good as we've seen them be, which is not necessarily a given year over year on the defensive side of the ball. And then with Woods, You're putting a lot of additional pressure on a dude coming off a knee injury and still they're going to probably need contributions, substantial contributions out of all five of the offensive rookies, non Malik Willis division in some form or fashion this year for this to be a functioning offense and for them not to, you know, much less improve, but not miss a step, which is entirely feasible for them to take a step back with as many new parts as they have
1: as many new parts as they have, but I'm one of those who think that this, the group of targets that the Titans got Ryan Tannehill, I think he has better options now than he did a year ago Uh, because we now know what Julio Jones gave them and it wasn't much. Uh, So, you know, yes, we know what AJ Brown was last year. He missed four games last year. Uh, So Traylon Burks can play the majority of the season and, you know, he should in this offense have a chance to be, Close to the productivity that we saw out of AJ Brown, particularly as a fresh uh, rookie year. And then, uh, you know, Kyle Phillips, he's looked good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go to a veteran, though, uh, you know, Austin Hooper. That's a guy that they did not have on this roster last year. You know, he, we can already see him making big catches left and right from Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, this is a guy who is a former two-time Pro Bowler. And then another guy who's not a rookie, but he's new to this team, Josh Malone. I'm going to be keeping an eye on him because every time I turn around, he's making a good catch.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a, I think that's a good point. Corey Curtis, who's for the uh, visual audience, is trying to connect his audio into the Zoom late. Diva, unbelievable that he would do this on the podcast that I don't pay him to do. But uh, to your point about the the skill position players and Austin Hooper specifically, I mean, we know right out of the gate that that's an automatic upgrade for this football team is Austin Hooper, Chigakonkwo, and you know Jeff Swain coming back, but still much better as a three time or as a uh, as a third option as opposed to a number one, which is the role that he had to take on, given how little they had at that position last year. I don't think there's any disputing that that's been an automatic upgrade there.
1: Absolutely, and I don't know if Corey is connected quite yet. I'm still seeing little dots. but Yeah, uh,
0: no, I'm, I'm texting him now. I don't know what the hell's going on with the Zoom.
1: He's got some really bad Wi-Fi, but, but that's the thing. You, you add Chigakwankwo into the mix and Austin Hooper. I mean, last year when Johnny Smith signed with the Patriots, they never put, replaced it. And so I think that with Hooper, you've got maybe your best top tight end since Delaney Walker, you know, because Johnny Smith, you know, he he was hurt. He was in and out at times. Uh, and, and if Hooper, who's got a record of productivity and availability, and then you've got Chigekwankwo, the, the fastest tight end in the 40 time at the combine. I mean, the athleticism, the catchability, it just feels like they massively upgraded their tight end position this offseason. So and then, you know, but, you know, we do have our questions questions that receive, we're going to have to see them step up. Um, and, and, and yes, Tannehill Hill has to build that chemistry that is going to be so important for what they do this season, but God, they were 24th in passing game last year, 201 yards a game. Yeah. They should be able to do better than that with the pieces they now have.
0: Right. And the question is protection. You know, I mean, that's, that's really the thing that we're all kind of looking at right now. Dylan Raiden's getting the majority of his reps, at right guard, I think obviously, or right tackle rather, obviously matters. Um, but then it comes down to, well, who's going to play left guard and is that player on the roster right now, which I think is a question a lot of Titans fans asking um, with about $13.5 million in cap space, understanding that you're going to use about half of that for all the you know the the rookies that need to be paid. I believe Roger McCreary and, and uh, Malik Willis, as we sit here on Thursday afternoon recording this, don't have their rookie deals done. Um, and you're talking about injury pool players and, you know, just basic walking around money because they sure as hell needed it last year with as many different players rotated through on the roster. I think that, I, I mean, not knowing much about Jamarco Jones, um, that seems like that would be the most sense because I don't think Nick Petit Frere is going to work any at guard, Teresa.
1: No, he seems to be slotted to be a backup tackle at this point. And, you know, Taylor lewan has been working with him when he's uh, uh, been at the OTAs. So, yeah, I think that part of this is expecting Jamarco Jones to be the left guard. That's what they, why they signed him, a guy who has been at Seattle. And then a healthier Taylor DeWan. Uh, should make that left side of the line better. And the fact that he is here and he's healthy and he's able to work in these OTAs in the offseason, the mini camp next week, and then, oh, yeah, training camp, you know, he's not going to be trying to get healthy. He is healthy. I think that's going to help this line. And then you've got Ben Jones in the middle and, you know, Nate Davis, who's not been a part of the offseason program that we've seen. So, uh, you know, we do have our questions about how this offensive line picks up. But God, it could be tough for them to give up more sacks than they gave up last year. I'm just saying. Right. It second, should be an area that they get better.
0: Second most in football behind Joe Burrow, who was absolutely under duress. Now, speaking of Lawan, you sent me a text on Tuesday that he was uh, jawing at, at the sideline about me. I had to leave because I have to do my job uh, to make sure that I can t- continue to go to practice on a regular basis. And be, uh, you know, be somewhat informed. What the hell? What the hell does Taylor want? Want from me, Teresa? I don't understand why he continues to bother me while I'm just trying to work.
1: I, I get you, Buck. I mean, he's like, "Where's Buck? Where's Buck?" And, and, and I can't remember who yelled out. I think it was Austin who said, Stanley who said, uh, "Well, he's he's on the radio." It's like, you know. Taylor's got a podcast. Does he not understand that, you know, podcast is different from radio that in radio you actually have a scheduled time to be on air as opposed to going to a Yankee old bus and and and, and flipping record and, and putting down your thoughts. I'm just saying, Taylor, um you you actually have a job you have to go to and people are expecting you to be there and clock in. And oh yeah, that conflicted last week or no this week with uh with the time he was on the field and doing his punch out time and and doing his job. So it's like, yeah, you know, I was going to have your back, but somebody else stepped up for you.
0: It's just a giant pain in my ass. Just, just generally on a recurring basis, but that's all right. We kid because we love um, the uh, I think that's about all that I I've got Teresa, as far as what we're looking ahead at for mini camp, I don't think the situations are going to change much other than, you know, you can get a little closer at moving forward in the phases of the off season and they'll be able to do different things, on the field with them I don't know that our perspective on things is going to change much other than to see these competitions at wide receiver at, at offensive line and to kind of see the continual progression in the secondary that you're looking for from Caleb Farley and basically you know where does Roger McCreary find a role on the field and is he competing with Farley or is he competing with Elijah Molden in the slot as a sophomore third round pick other than that I don't know that there's necessarily anything we didn't have any sexy breaking news this week it was nothing crazy
1: I know, really calm. Uh, The one thing I think we're all going to be watching is, you know, who does show up? Is there somebody, you know, there's been all this uh, social media chatter, you know, is Derrick Henry wanting to hold out? (sighs) That just doesn't seem the kind of guy to do that. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. Because, I mean, this is a guy who never, ever made his contract an issue. He always showed up for work. And just because he hasn't been here at these OTAs, he didn't do much on the field last year in the OTA. So it's like people calm down. And, you know, the Titans know how to get stuff done.
0: I, I desperately, that's the only time I've ever wanted Stillman to be right. I would love a Derrick Henry holdout. That would make three hours of sports talk radio miles easier We're we're not gonna get it. No, I know. I know. Sorry. It's it's some of us, some of us have to actually stay grounded in realism. And then, you know, Jared just does his thing, (laughs) which makes me happy either way. All right, Teresa Walker at Teresa Walker is where you can follow her on social media and read all the great work that she's doing for the Associated Press. T, I appreciate you hanging out. Corey just texted me. He can't get a Zoom to work. We'll have to rain check with him sometime.
1: I tell you, at least I was here, uh, and it's Teresa M. Walker on ah, Twitter. Come on. T-
0: Teresa M. Walker on Twitter, where she r- regularly social media shames me for any varieties of screw-ups that we have. We had Jimmy cut- tellin- telling people that I was basically drunk for the first couple of years that I was working as a Titans reporter, Teresa, and now you're just hanging me out to dry left and right. It's, it's brutal out here for me. I don't understand why.
1: We got to school you, Buck. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> Thank you, T. Bye,
1: Buck.